0: Hello everyone, this is Irliana Samsara, back again with Star Sound Speaks, Star Sound Astrology. So I've been very much looking forward to this episode about the solar eclipse in Cancer, which is coming up this weekend. Very, very exciting. This is a real big one. This is we are in the middle of our eclipse sandwich. We had the lunar eclipse June fifth in Sagittarius and then we have this solar eclipse and then we are followed two weeks later a rare triple eclipse sandwich. Uh, a, the next uh, lunar eclipse will be July 5th. Today we're going to talk about the solar eclipse in Cancer. This is a really, really um, a very important and auspicious eclipse. And we're going to go into that and, um, you know, just a little bit about that and kind of what it portends for us as a society, as for the world. And I know many of you are not in the United States, although this one will definitely impact the United States. And we're going to get into all of that good stuff. So uh, having said that, in this moment, there is a thunderstorm that happens to be just rumbling overhead and uh, so, <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that on the podcast, but uh, it's it's a pretty interesting uh, phenomenon. That just as I sit down to do this podcast, right here comes the here comes the rain. But um, anyway, um, I just want you to know that um, also I have been under the weather health wise, and that is what has I had originally intended to publish this episode. You know, about a week ago, but um, as it turns out the lunar eclipse in Sag really kicked my butt because it made some major impacts in my chart Uh, in terms of health and well-being definitely um, I got it's like it put me over its knee and I was I'm getting spanked but I am (laughs) I have learned my lesson you know just because you know just because we know astrology doesn't mean that we're immune by by no means we just sometimes we're just too much of a smart cat you know what can i say at least i am um and i really thought this was going to show up in a different way which it still might but um but no i mean (laughs) the health part i don't know it was probably just denial on my part but i i want you to know that um i'm okay now i feel like i've turned a corner and, um, I've been very rigorous with, with taking good care of myself and being disciplined and, uh, disciplined. And by the way, I was dis- I've been disciplined. So <laughs> I've been disciplined. So I'm being disciplined, um, <laughs> or the other way around anyway. Um, yeah, well, cause why it hit my Saturn, which of course is about the big D word discipline and Dharma and responsibility and, uh, taking full accountability and since Saturn is a major significator in medical astrology in terms of health and vitality, yeah, uh, it definitely, um, it's just, it was, it's just been, um, this is definitely getting my butt spanked. <laughs> so um, we, we certainly can look in our charts and see the, the health aspects as, as they correlate to um, parts of the body and health conditions and absolutely spelled it out to a T. But I am getting, uh, I am definitely uh, taking the lesson because when you're in pain, you have nothing else to do, right? Anyway, moving along. All right, so on to the solar eclipse. So, this solar eclipse is zero degrees of cancer. Now, as we have said, all solar eclipses, all eclipses are important markers for our journey, for our evolution, collectively as well as individually. The eclipse is the most important event in astrology. It will show us things that we haven't seen, um, that we have been blind to. It can also close a chapter of life and start a new one. So there's very much about, um, as my favorite line in the eclipses, my favorite line. And Shire McGuire's too. It's like she and I both love this line. So here it is. Um, Shire, the wonderful lady that does the Towers for Change that I interviewed about a month or two ago. This was our favorite line. Eclipses bring magical, incongruous, nonlinear change. So, um... Magical, you know, I, I have to say, we don't want to sound all fluffy, gooey here, because you know, magical can, can be like, you know, not very, There's some good witches and bad witches, right? There was Glenda, the good witch, and then there was the wicked witch. So, you know, um, depending on how we use our intentions, you know, our magic, how we work and focus our, our our intentionality and our focus and our will, depending where we focus that, we, of course, would manifest so um anyway this eclipse is zero degrees of cancer we want to break this down so cancer is a cardinal sign so in astrology we have cardinal fixed and mutable signs a cardinal sign indicates leadership it's about breaking new ground opening new paths leading right moving forward cancer is ruled by the moon. So it's all about nurturing, the goddess, the divine feminine, um, children, families, security, nurturing, comfort. Um, this is a, this is a, an enormously important eclipse because it's at the zero degree. So zero degrees is called the Aries point. Um, zero degrees of Cancer is the world point. Why? Well, Cancer rules birthing and pregnancy, right? Fertility. So zero degrees of cancer is literally, this is the potential to birth an entirely new chapter in our evolution, in our lives. So um, as a way of reference, I want to talk to you about this. um, This is really important to get. As you know, as we've spoken in the past, we go back, astrology spends a lot of time in the past And it can also, we can project into the future too, based on cycles, cycles of time. An eclipse being 18, roughly 18.6 years, an eclipse cycle. Uh, So we wanna go back to 2001 because that's where the, uh, the last Cancer Capricorn eclipse took place. Well, that actually happened to be at zero degrees also, zero degrees of Cancer, which happened in June of 2001 and obviously um what happened three months later when mars came along at that zero degrees of cancer mars will trigger or um, move and uh, the energies of an eclipse and and such forward and so that was 9 11. that's when mars hit that eclipse point so yes we pay attention to eclipses we pay attention to the transits of mars and the other planets but especially mars so this one, I'm going to pull out, it's interesting, I was reading in my Eclipse book, I have this really cool book called Eclipses, Predicting World Events and Personal Transformation by Celeste Teal, T-E-A-L. It's a great book. Anyway, she wrote this book in, what year did you write this, Celeste? It said, um, 19, what was it, 2000, 2000? Okay, it was in, looks like it was written, originally written in 2006. I thought it was in the 90s, but okay, 2006, so that was 14 years ago. She actually has an entire chapter, chapter 11 of her book, and guess what? The title of that chapter is The Powerful Eclipse of 2020. So I'm just going to read you a little bit about this, and it's a great book. I highly recommend it. If you um, get a chance, you could probably find it, you know, know, go to Powell's Books. Let's support local, independent. You can buy it online. Powell's, P-O-W-E-L-L-S. Great, great independent bookstore. Anyway, um, so I'm going to just share a few things here because it really jumped out. The fact that it had been a few years since I... Studied this book, and um, anyway, um, I just found it really interesting that here's this whole chapter devoted to this particular eclipse of all the eclipses. So um, it says, uh, While all eclipses carry an important message of change and transition, in this chapter we will take a look at some of the most powerful eclipses of all. Just as at the, just after the turn of this new century, in other words, 2000 we experienced an eclipse that fell in the opening degree of cancer that was the 2001 eclipse these critical degrees are the zero degree of aries cancer libra or capricorn the days that correspond with the start of our four seasons as the sun passes into one of these signs called cardinal quote cardinal associated with action and initiative Whenever a planet occupies a position in one of these degrees, that planetary energy can manifest quite easily, so to have an eclipse in one of these points is an event of some spectacular notice. These eclipses are exceptionally rare, and they signify events of wide-range effect, setting a historical marker. So how rare are these eclipses at zero degrees? Well, Apparently, there were no eclipses in the entire 20th century, none, that fell at the zero-degree point. So we had one in 2001 in the 21st century, and the entire 20th century, none. So if we go back, you'd have to go back to the last time um, a solar eclipse fell in, in a zero-point was December 22, 1889. So we had a solar eclipse in Capricorn, zero Capricorn then. Then it took over 100 years before we had another zero-degree eclipse in Cancer, right? The 2001 eclipse that pre- precipitated nine eleven. Now we have another one 20 years later, roughly, 19 years later. We have a second zero-degree eclipse. So this is huge. So you know i look back and i think about what happened you know in 1889 what what happened out of that eclipse well for one thing there were definitely um intense financial circumstances we'll say um when mars uh made um activated the eclipse point um it was in the spring of 1893 and they had a um there was a panic of stock selling And there was a, um, it was called the silver panic because the U.S. was way out of step with the um, rest of the world on gold and silver prices and values. So it's interesting because cancer rules silver. So it's it's an interesting uh, observation. Now, remember, that was not a cancer eclipse. That was a Capricorn, the opposite sign. So it had to do with government and society. And, of course, it affected the United States in that way because we are a cancer country right? Being July 4th. So that eclipse was opposing the, um, the sign of cancer. So there was a lot of intense uh, financial, um, you know, uh, situations. And, um, but what I really wanted to talk about um, was the fact that in, um, culturally speaking, because I'm thinking about Black Lives Matter and everything that's going on right now, there was a real uh, crossroads, a, a real historical crossroads that happened in 1890. So the following year, in um, you know less than a year away, there was a um, the Sioux Indians, the Sioux, the Native Americans in the Sioux Nation, um, that were by that time were living on reservations in the Dakotas. We had Wounded Knee when Chief Sitting Bull and Chief Bigfoot were were killed by U.S. troops um, there were over 300 Sioux um, Native Americans that were um, killed alongside that so that was a, a you know a very huge obviously a huge um, event in American history um, and it was really um, a real turning point because the um, the whole thing with sitting bull that was the, the final um when it was over that was the end of the indian wars so it it really showed it was the end of an era um of the of the native americans um being on their land and the the continual genocide that had been happening for hundreds of years that was the final one that that eclipse brought about the final Um, Indian wars, as they as they called it. So um, there was an ending there. That was a dragon's tail eclipse, right? The um, it was a, you know, south node eclipse. So there was an end, the end of an era. And yes, sadness, tragedy, bloodshed, sadness. But um, and it's interesting, because now we are looking at that was when the end of an era when colonialism took over when white colonialism Uh, finally, you know, had its way. And now here's 2020. And what do we have? The indigenous Native American and Black communities being the most highly affected communities. The two most highly affected by COVID are the Black community and the Native American community. You look at all the facts, all the facts, all the statistics are out there. As soon as COVID started gaining momentum back in February, March, immediately, um, you know, social scientists started noticing, wow, you know, this is hitting the black community way harder. And it still is. So it's here it is the cycles again, uh, that are coming up to be reviewed. And um, with the Navajo Nation, I don't know if you've read about that, but that they have been because they live in such close quarters, they have been extremely affected uh, with COVID. Of course, the poverty levels are, you know, sky high. So here we are again, except now with Pluto and Jupiter and Saturn doing its thing for the first time in uh, hundreds of years, uh, with all in the sign of Capricorn ending that era of colonialism, of toxic male hierarchy, that colonialism is dying and and what's rising are the indigenous peoples. Um, are the um, the black community the racist systemic racism being um, you know shown to us in our face you know and the the entitlement and all of the systemic racism that has pervaded our culture from as I said in a previous podcast since before. Before our country was even founded, so it's like we were born with original sin, you know, and now we're really getting, as we used to say in Catholic school, original sin. If you're not Catholic, you, you understand, you know, original sin. You were born messed up in this world, and by baptism, you got to be clean, right? Uh, so that that was that was the dogmatic, you know, that's that's the belief there. Well um you know here we are with the uh colonialism dying and it you know with with uh, the united states being like because we had slavery because george washington even owned slaves and all of that we it was very much uh, it was a difficult uh painful situation but it it hadn't been addressed and so we started the declaration of independence with people signing that document that had slaves So, um, you know, here it is, right? So we're finally, this is the first time in our history that we are able to create a society that is free of all of this abuse and discrimination and uh, horrific, horrific genocide and abuse. So I just find it interesting that here is this cycle where the zero degrees cancer, this Aries point, the world mother, right, zero cancer, the world mother is now arriving. Mother, mother, here is our opportunity. Now, interesting, because in 2001, we had zero cancer. So we, you know, there was an opportunity for us. But what happened? Well, we had, we we did the Capricorn thing, right? It was like more government. Um, okay, we're trying our best. And you know, the, the collective was thinking, okay, you know, homeland security. Well, cancer rules the homeland. Government is is uh, the the government departments, right? The department of homeland security. Cancer, Capricorn. So, cancer rules security and the homeland and the Capricorn rules governments and government structure and such and bureaucracy. So, you know, that was, seemed to be the answer uh, to the, you know, the 9-11 attacks was, oh, let's create this, we're going to have to, you know, take everybody's shoes off and, you know, pat-downs and, and, you know, we've had an entire generation now, 19 years. Uh, there are kids who were born in, in that era that grew up that, you know, anybody who's in that age group, you know, they, they didn't even know of a time before that, that we didn't have to go through that. So now, Um, So my point being that here is this, um, you know, Cancer and Capricorn. That was our first attempt with zero Cancer eclipse. Oh, okay, let's create security this way. You know, let's just arm ourselves to the teeth and you know and then go after the um you know the the religious wars you know with the um al-qaeda and and osama bin laden and all of that and like that was the answer the reaction but now we're we are very lucky that we're being given a second chance because this eclipse returning to that point is like okay how are we doing with that is this really giving you security is this really what you mean by being safe um, is this really giving you that intrinsic safety? Well, you know, ask any uh, African-American, you know, how safe do you feel? How safe have you ever felt? And now all of us, regardless of, uh, of our background, especially the, the, you know, white America is now it's, it's in our face of, you know, look, this has got to be healed. So now we're getting this chance with the zero cancer um, world mother, the world it's now loud and clear. We we can rewrite this. We can deconstruct using Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto. Those big three dudes are like, hey, man, hey, lady, you know, like the giant movers that show up at your house, you know, big husky men. Hey, lady, where do you want it? You know, it's like, oh, okay, let's direct this destruction over there. Let's get rid of those um, horrific white supremacist people and uh, all of these... Um, Karen you know let's get rid of the Karens and uh, let's eliminate all of these toxic structures so they're they're taking it down and that's up to us you know we get to create something here it's just totally about nurturing and compassion So, wow, that's exciting. Um, You know, I just want to say, too, I came across an amazing, uh, it was a YouTube video I I was watching the other day, and it was on, it was a Hopi elder. And he was talking about how um, this was a very exciting time to be alive, but he talked about the the genocide of, of his people, and he said something very interesting. And again, this is about putting everything in a new perspective for us as Americans. He said, you know, in in our Hopi culture, we consider the First World War is when Columbus arrived. Very interesting. And he said, along with him came everyone from Europe. And uh, by the end of what we know as World War II, what had been a a nation of 60 million Native Americans were reduced to 800,000. So that's less than a million people from 60 million to less than a million. So over 59 million people were exterminated in the genocide, the Native American genocide of the ninth mostly 19th century. He went on to say that we're an extermination culture. And I thought, wow, yeah, like go conquer, you know that whole Mars energy of conquering and killing in my way and or the highway. Um, and I think, wow, look at what's happening now. And, and even in our food supply, which, by the way, is also being revised greatly because the, the uh, dwarf planet Ceres, which rules our food supply and our agriculture, was part of that big Jupiter-Saturn, I mean, sorry, Saturn-Pluto conjunction in January at 22 degrees 22 degrees, and Pluto is coming back on that point soon to 22 degrees. Again, we're being revisited that. And Ceres, you know, it's so in other words, our food supply is very much, um, it's time to reconsider the toxicity of, of what that is. And one thing I thought of when the Hopi elders said about extermination culture, I immediately went to the factory farming and how about 200 million animals a year are senselessly slaughtered in factory farming and how toxic that is and the cruelty and the the, the pain body, you know, in in continuing that pain body the planet. So now we get to deconstruct that. So we get to put in compassion in every area of our society. Um, Interesting when the elder went on to talk about the water, he said, you know, um, we are like what, 90% water, you know, our bodies. And he said, you, you, we have to drink good water. And that um, if you think about it, the, um, he said, if the Europeans lived like us, we'd still be drinking water from a river. Because that's what they did, right? They lived in harmony with nature. So if you think about it, it's like, wow, how, if we can't go down to a river and drink from it, we got a messed up society. So you, you get a sense of the scale of this, of how off and out of balance we have been living. There was a great, and you can probably still see it somewhere, maybe on Netflix. It was a, um, a piece, an incredible uh, work of, uh, a cinematic work back in, I want to say 1983 or 84. It was called Koyaanaskatsi. And it was, it's a Hopi term. It means life out of balance and it has the most incredible, there's no dialogue, it's just imagery, and um, of natural wonders, and then the 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 fabricated industrial world, and Philip Glass composed the music for this piece, and I remember seeing it, I was living in New York City at the time, and I remember being so unbelievably disturbed, I can still remember, my boyfriend and I went out to see this movie, and I we came home, and for days I couldn't stop thinking about it, and it really spun me, you know, it just shook me to the core of how out of balance we are and all the Hopi prophecies that, that spoke of this time. So, um, but again, now we get to make, you know, build anew. And what better way, when, when the Hopi elder talked about water, we nurture ourselves, we nurture and create a society based on nurturing cancer is about nurturing and it's a water sign so we get to heal the waters of the earth we get to nurture ourselves Uh, we get to bring life water is life right we bring we get to bring life back into balance Um, he went he talked about the water and air everything is sacred he also said that our DNA um, we are connected with the trees because we breathe and the tree breathes what we exhale and then when it exhales we need what the tree exhales right it exhales oxygen and that we have a common destiny with the tree and immediately i thought of wow just yesterday the 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 number one amazon elder um who was protecting the 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 most prominent protector of the rainforest he died yesterday of covid19 um, he was actually going to be, there was talk of him years ago being nominated for a, for a Nobel Peace Prize, but it was so heartbreaking to, to read about this that he, he did pass, um, although certainly many others, seen and unseen beings, continuing the fight, and, uh, and so there it is, you know, our destiny with the tree. And again, they—he was fighting this. It was called, I think, the Bello or Belmonte Dam in the Amazon, which for years they've been fighting. It's a hydroelectric dam, and they're basically, you know, according to them, they're burning down the rainforest and cutting away and, and these peoples. Uh, you know are being uh, genocided you know because of this dam so these some of them are like the last uncontacted tribes and as well as just burning down the rainforest and disturbing the indigenous peoples and really wiping them out so again there it is again that that whole cancer capricorn axis about what kind of society are we going to build what kind of uh, toxicity what the things that we need to to release um let's see there was something else I wanted to say oh yeah very interesting Uh, again the cancer theme about mothering and nurturing the eclipse path for this goes through uh, we won't see it in the United States but people in um, I want to say in in the Middle East and and mostly in um, like India Pakistan and China and Tibet or it'll the high path is going to be somewhere in very very northern India with the border with Tibet and China and so um it's going to affect of course the path of the eclipse those countries affairs are the are very much impacted and i would say any ca- country that's a cancer country which would be of course the united states and any country that has a zero degree, if you look at the mundane astrology, any country who has a zero degree uh, cardinal sign would be affected very greatly too. But I, what I found really fascinating was Mount Kailash, um, which is the holiest mountain in Buddhism, very sacred to Buddhists, Hindus, Jains, the Bon faith, an ancient faith. Mount Kailash is about, um, I want to say it's in Tibet, India, Tibet, in that area, and that is um, where the eclipse is going to pass through, and they, and interesting, because the Buddhists call Mount Kailash the navel of the universe, it's also known as Mount Meru, and the navel, when you think about the navel, right, it's like that's cancer energy, right, the moon, navel of the universe so this is about birthing a whole new life a whole new chapter um, in Hindus uh, consider Mount Kailash the abode of Shiva well Shiva is the deity the uh, associated with Pluto of of death and read and um, complete passing and then the rebirth and renewal and resurrection and uh purging, this enormous cathartic purging that needs to happen for new life to emerge. Uh, Mount Kailash is also considered a gateway to heaven. I thought of the Led Zeppelin song. I even had to look up the lyrics while preparing for this podcast. You know, they're they're very cryptic lyrics, but, um, you know, a gateway or a stairway to heaven is, is what Mount Kailash, it's so sacred that you're not allowed to ascend the mountain. You can walk around it, the Buddhists and the, and Hindus, um, will, um, circumambulate the, which goes around the base. It's a pilgrimage. It's a very sacred, it's probably the most sacred pilgrimage you can take is to circumambulate Mount Kailash. But, um, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that, uh, the the eclipse energy and the fact that it's cancer, it's just perfectly melded with this eclipse path. And isn't it interesting? Kailash also in Sanskrit, the word Kailash, uh, Kalasha, I think is how it's pronounced in Sanskrit. And it means crystal. And, uh, you know, Capricorn rules crystals. Capricorn being the polar opposite sign of cancer, you see the polarity, the integration where um, from from the wealth of the earth, Capricorn rules crystals and the wealth of the earth, from the wealth of the earth we birth new life, from the wealth of our ancestors, right? Capricorn rules ancestors. We draw down our ancestors. We um, create anew. And speaking of creating anew, um, I just wanted to also say... Um, steering the conversation back to black lives matter and this outrageous explosion of light that is occurring um in uh of course it's been happening in advance of the eclipse not a surprise because um typically eclipses especially powerful eclipses like this one super powerful um these eclipses oftentimes events related to them will show up these three months six months out you know so um, it's all very exciting, but what I find exciting is today Juneteenth, also known as Freedom Day or Jubilee Day or Celebration Day. Uh, it's an American holiday. Hopefully, it will be a national holiday. They they people have been bringing it up to be legislated as that, but it's celebrated every June 19th, and it's commemorating the day, in um, June 19th, in 1865, when Um, there was a union general that read federal orders in Texas that all people in Texas, all enslaved, previously enslaved people were free. Even though the Emancipation Proclamation from Abraham Lincoln had formally freed them about two and a half years earlier, um, that it was, it was not like officially, officially over. So, um... Yeah, so Texas was the most remote of the slave states, you know, physically removed, and so uh, the enforcement of the Proclamation had, you know, of course, taken taken a lot longer. But anyway, so today is the day that we celebrate that, and I, I find it very auspicious and wonderful that um, Amy Klobuchar, you probably heard that the former vice, uh, former presidential candidate, and Vice presidential considerate, consideratee, someone being considered for Joe Biden's ticket, um, she was, she formally withdrew her uh, to be considered. So uh, that was, that was really big of her and um, very exciting. Uh, She withdrew from contention. She said that America must seize on the moment. And I truly believe, as I actually told the VP last night when I called him, that I think this is a moment to put a woman of color on that ticket to heal the nation. Thank you, Amy Klobuchar. You rock. That was like the best thing you have done and could have done. And uh, anyway, so that is definitely a, a, a very positive and wonderful step forward. So in the darkness of all of the uh, sadness and tragedy from, from George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and all of the um, many, many, many people that throughout history have endured the, the most outrageous abuse, uh, that now a shining light, uh, there is a path forward. So um, I also just wanted to share with you, before I get into the exact uh, specifics of the eclipse and, uh, and various things, I just wanted to share something I came across as well in my uh, research. And it was something by Muhammad Ali, some really cool, uh, some of it's very funny, but it's, it's very telling. And it, it just, you know, it'll, um, it will peels back another layer of um, unconsciousness that the uh, white community, the white population of this country has uh, been, you know, uh, blind to. It peels back another layer. Um, So I want to share that with you. So here we go. This is Muhammad Ali speaking. He said on a television show in around, I think, 1970s, he said, mother, this is what he, he used to say when he was a boy. He'd say, Mother, how come everything is white? How come Jesus is white with blonde hair and blue eyes? Why is the Lord's Supper all white men, angels of white, the Pope, Mary, and, and the angels? I said, Mother, when we die, do we go to heaven? She said, Naturally, we go to heaven. I said, But what happened to all the black angels when they took the pictures? <laughs> and the angel food cake was white cake and the devil food was chocolate cake I was wondering do you know and the president lived in the White House and Mary had a little lamb his feet was white as snow and snow white and everything was white and Santa Claus is white and everything bad is black the little ugly duckling was a black duck and the black cat was the bad luck and if I threaten you, I'm going to blackmail you. I said, "Mama, why didn't they call it white mail?" They lie, too. <laughs> I was always yeah, really I was always curious, and then this is when I knew something was wrong. Really, really amazing. So, um with that, um I'm going to move into uh, lots lots to think about there, right? Um okay, so in terms of the logistics of this eclipse, uh, we've got Saturn, probably the, the, the biggest thing to consider here is that we have the planet Saturn is in an, an it's called an inconjunct, which means it's, it's in an awkward position to this eclipse, the Sun and Moon being at zero degrees Cancer. We have Saturn at, z, at the fixed sign of Aquarius right now. It is retrograding, but it's still at zero degrees of Aquarius. So we have a zero Cancer and a zero Aquarius. So that's also a critical degree. Um, So an Aquarius is a fixed sign. So what this is saying is, okay, there's some awkwardness here, there's some tension, there's some wild card aspect. Um, But there's there's some uh, compromise that has to be made between how we're setting up a compassionate society that's a unity, a, a community of unity, and how we can make that happen. There's this desire to nurture and comfort one another and want comfort and to want security. And maybe also to just sometimes things get too much and we just want to crawl into our shell, you know, and put the covers over our head. Um, but we, there's a there's an awkwardness there that has to we have to work out and often compromise and make sacrifices for Saturn being about sacrifices. So if you want an enlightened community that's truly um you know humanitarian and brotherhood oriented and sisterhood oriented um, and gender fluid oriented right. Um, then we have to make, we've got to budge and we've got to get out of our comfort zone. Uh, We have to deal with the reality of society. We have to deal with the shadow of Aquarius, which is being so stuck and so polarized. You know, it's like black or white, you know, Trump or not. And, you know, this this fixation that has g- grabbed hold of our our society so intensely in the last several years, how do we create intimacy around that when, when people are so stuck in their positions and, and nothing seems, you know, s- s- um, Aquarius being a fixed sign, you know, nothing seems to budge, Um, but it's, you know, the work for us to do is creating compassion and nurturing and grounding that, establishing that as a foundation, Saturn, you know, of society, but coming around with um, looking at another point of view, um, overcoming that polarization, and um, really, you know, stepping out of of our um, stuckness around that. Uh, building intimacy and community. Um, our, uh, you know, Aquarius also rules technology. So as much as it connects us, um, it also has you know has divided us, and it has not given us. You know, we can't hug people on Zoom. You know, so there's challenges there, um, and responsibilities and uh, sacrifices that we we have to make. Um, but I will say that, yeah, that's that's a major thing here. And in terms of, I would say, the COVID epidemic, pandemic, um, you know, we've been reading lately, especially in Florida, they their ca- cases have been spiking in Florida and they've been spiking in other places in the country. Um, you know we've seen Trump pretty much abandoned they're not they, they pretty much disbanded the coronavirus task force I mean you don't hear about Anthony Fauci anymore and everybody's just kind of like going back to their corners but we really have to stay very very uh, responsible on that Saturn is a major significator of health and, and with the sun and moon and cancer at that critical degree it's like taking care of your health requires adjustment but it, it's, some, it's a big responsibility and uh, we don't want to get overburdened and, over, and rot, overwrought. Our nervous systems can be uh, really laid to waste if we don't um, honor ourselves and self-care. So, um, you know, Aquarius rules the, the nervous system. The Sun and the Moon in Cancer, Cancer rules the stomach, the digestion, uh, the womb the chest, the ovaries, the, re- the female reproductive organs. And you know, for men, it's just the the nurturing part of ourselves. So we have to make sure self-care is very much essential. And it's not just our own personal self-care, but also in, with that Saturnine conjunct, looking out for society. You know, do you really think you should go out um, into a you know, a city that's spiking in, in uh, you know, COVID, and you're going to go out and, and party. And I'm like, wow, you're, you're, you're going to have a great time. But what about the person that you breathe on that's an old person that or a person that can take that back to an old and elderly person at home that may have health issues. So we have to stop being so dang selfish, you know, really, and think about others. And there is that You know, with the inconjunct, it's about being torn between different responsibilities um, as well. So, um, you know, we have, yes, we have to build a society, but we also have to take care of our children. We have to take care of our home and our family. So you know it 's not an easy it 's an it 's a, it's a difficult aspect the inconjunct it's uh, it requires a lot of um, moving and negotiating, but it can be done there is nothing in astrology that cannot be overcome that much we do know. Um the other thing to uh, make a you know a mention of is the Mars and Neptune are aligned conjunct in Pisces, so there is where we're we're feeling and seeing a lot of the the martyrdom I mean look at George floyd, you know I mean that whole thing of giving one's life for something not that he intended that, but as as it all happened um you know mars is is a fight, and um Neptune can be abuse and uh you know things that have been long uh, abusive patterns you know coming to the fore and people not standing for it any longer and feeling called to this you know like a mission to to uh, do the right thing and to stand up for what is right and so Kind of like a Joan of Arc kind of energy, you know. When you we see all the people around the world that have protested on behalf of, uh, peacefully protested on behalf of George Floyd and the injustice from that, that really set everybody on uh, forward in a new trajectory to say, look, we're done. We have to heal this. It's it's time. You know, we didn't do it with Breonna Taylor. We didn't do it with Trayvon Martin. We didn't do it with endless endless names. You know, I could go on for hours of all the times in the past when injustices have occurred, but. Now Now we're in a different place. We got Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto, man, those three amigos in Capricorn, they're like, take down all the toxicity and we're doing it now. So that Mars and Neptune squaring the eclipse, squaring the sun is like this is conflict and there's an energy there of like work that must be done. But again, I would say the high road of Neptune is to be selfless and to be kind and unconditionally loving and to take our Mars energy. And instead of inciting violence and anger is to turn that using the Cancerian water, you know, the the mothering ourselves and uh, nurturing ourselves and others and taking care of each other in community. Like this is the time we get to do that. And that is being fueled by that big old locomotive train, our Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto, Amigos. You know, they're driving that train and they're, um, you know, it's, it's as we, as we take care of ourselves, this is creating this new society. So, um, what else do I want to say? Oh, in the USA chart, this eclipse is, is aligned conjunct with Venus as it was in, you know, 2001. So, um. Venus rules money, you know, money supplies and resources and such. So again, you know, financial, uh, stock market, um, stock market and finances being affected, and we again we've already seen that, you know, with all the people being laid off and and the stimulus checks and such, and so this is again another huge area of focus. We're really being jolted out of our comfort zone. And, um, Mars is going to, um, hit this, this zero cancer point. Mars will come along and hit, remember what he said, look at Mars, look at, watch Mars. Well, that's going to be around April 20th to 23rd of next year. So that when Mars comes along, it's like, okay, let's step forward. Let's take action. Let's, something will happen in, in that will forward the ideals of this eclipse something will happen, hopefully for the good, right? We don't want Mars being angry, you know, warlike behavior, but it can be used on the high road. Mars can light a path for others and it can stand up to injustice, for example, and such. So, and stand up on behalf of women and the divine feminine. Remember Mount Kailash, right? Eclipse, you know, it's like grabbing that energy of Mount Kailash, Mount Meru, and this, this mothering, this incredible energy of, of you know, sanctity, the sanctity of life. So that's what's available. That's what's available for us in this outrageous, um, auspicious, cancer, solar eclipse. Uh, as the Hopi elder said, um, you know, he said, you know, in order to heal ourselves, um, Well, he did say, he said a few things I want to close with. He said, you know, this is not negative that the earth is changing. Um, These are, mother is reacting. The mother, er, you know, earth changes will intensify. And as we have seen, you know, floods and such. Um, But... um, and floods are definitely, a you know, cancer is a water sign. So, you know, flooding and such, you know, is what Mother Earth's way of reacting and moving energy. But he said it's not negative. These great changes are not bad, quote, bad or negative. It's evolution, that nothing stays the same. The Hopi and the Native American people have always all indigenous peoples have that understanding, that nothing stays the same. And it's time for this change to occur. And he said the first connection in coming back into the natural order of things with with nature and with each other is to learn how to plant something. So, yay, a little garden, right? There you go. And I would say metaphorically, to plant seeds of Cancer Eclipse, compassion, kindness, plant these seeds, you know, nurture them, water them, let them grow. Go with the flow. Be authentic and vulnerable, and allow your emotions. This morning, I woke up like I really wanted to do this this thing first thing this morning, and I found myself really emotional. I'm like, oh my god, I'm blubbering and blubbering and blubbering, and but I just let it out. I'm like, you know what? It's okay. I have to this type A crazy New Yorker type A behavior. Just like let it go. It's just a layer. I know we're in the eclipse window, and I'm like, things are like really intense just let it go. I'm like, I may even just be sobbing on my podcast. I'm like, that's okay. And it is okay. If I started breaking down, I was going to be totally fine about it. Um, But so just know that, yeah, this is, we're still in this window. We do have the lunar eclipse coming up, the third and final piece of that triple-decker sandwich. Um, It's going to be a lunar eclipse at 13 degrees of Capricorn, and I'll be doing, you know, another episode on that. But until that time, you know, we are in a very deep window. This is not a good time to make any making any final decisions. I mean, you know, Mercury is in retrograde, of course. Um, Mercury is retrograde in the sign of cancer, Very interestingly enough, for this uh, particular, another piece of auspicious um, wisdom there, uh, Mercury, our minds are changing our minds, right? Being fluid and allowing ourselves to reinvent things and uh, our attitudes, letting ourselves be more emotional in expressing and communicating and sharing our ideas, being authentic, you know, so this this is a great opportunity for that. And just to, to um, conclude that, you know, we, cancer rules families, and this is, this is like I said, you know, being that there were no uh, zero degree um, eclipses in the entire 20th century, and we had one chance that we kind of, you know, screwed up, I guess you could say, or, you know, it went the way it went, okay, no judgment, back in 2001, and now we get to rewrite this. We are one family cancer right we are one family and there is no end to life life begets life begets life or as my Bikram teacher says one more open heart in this world is one more now I'm getting emotional one more open heart in this world is one more open heart in this world is one more open heart in this world it never stops so open your heart and with that I bid you adieu until the next episode this is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Astrology. Star Sound speaks. If you have any need, any assistance in any way in which I can serve you, please, of course, don't hesitate. Shoot me an email, Irliana at starsoundastrology.com. And um, here's to you. Take care of yourself. Love yourself. Take care of your neighbors. Let's take care of each other. Let's walk each other home. Bye for now.